0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guests on Bent Notes are an improvising pianist who has not been playing no, who has been playing piano since he was eight years of age. It would be a bit odd if he hadn't been playing since he was eight years of age. Uh, and an improvising double bass player who was awarded not one but two prestigious awards for his work in graduating with distinction from the VCA. Twenty years ago, Tim Stevens and Ben Robertson got together with drummer Dave Beck and recorded an album of nine pieces. The album was called Nine Open Questions. Our mission tonight is to find out if those questions have been answered. It's my pleasure to bid a very warm, bent notes welcome back to Tim Stevens and a welcome to Ben Robertson. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Lovely to have you here in studio with us in St Kilda. Tim, your piano commenced playing at the age of eight. That's
0: when I started lessons, yeah. yeah you fiddled know. around on the, my do grandparents' instrument. Do
1: you right remember there. what you thought at the time about playing the piano?
0: Not in so many words. I just enjoyed it. Music has always spoken to me and I knew that it was going to be big for me in my life. Like I just realised it was my project. And so I took classical lessons for 10 years and I went through the A exams and that sort of stuff.
1: What was the thing that triggered you, you to know that that was going to be for you? Well,
0: there was a kid in my class at school who practised his Clementi Sonatinas on the piano in our classroom at lunchtime. And I thought, that's what I want to do. <sighs> And he learned from the teacher that I wound up learning from, who was fantastic. So I got an inspiration from him in the first instance, I think, yeah. And my grandmother, as I said, had a piano. My grandparents had a piano, which I used to just fiddle with. I started lessons when I was eight. and uh, Still going now? Still going now.
2: Ben, where did you start your musical career? Well, like Tim, I was on actually on the piano as well. So, yeah, we had everyone played in the family and... It was just what everyone did. We didn't have a telly, so after tea, we tried to work out. I spent the first 10 years trying to work out the bridge to the girl from Epanema. Oh, really? <laughs> and I kept ending up at the end of the bridge in another key, and <laughs> everyone else in the family did as well. We could never get that last little. <laughs> and so I never kind of uh, – but, uh, yeah, but and so, yeah, eventually I got a real book when I was at VCA and worked out it was an E-flat half to me. Or somehow there was some turnaround that mm. got, got, went across the tritone, and it was like, oh, that's what it is. Now it makes sense. But I, I don't think my um, – I didn't run to half diminished chords at that age. It was a bit more um, just your basic C major situation. And I, it was actually, um, yeah, I was I was stuck in C for a long time on the piano because it was such an adventure. It was a little, perhaps a little less um, harmonically advanced than Tim's at that early age. But <laughs> I remember my sister, she must have got, my sister Joan is also a fantastic musician, brought home a chart of um, all the fingerings to all the 12 keys on piano written up on a in different colours for the keys. And it was like a sort of bomb exploded in my brain of harmony. It was so exciting because I could see all the shapes straight away and it all E major made sense to me. And, and then my mate Greg Waddell showed me how to play bar chords on guitar and I was off. It was just oh. like harmony just exploded. It was very, very exciting. <laughs> so piano
1: to guitar yep, and then eventually to bass. Anything else in the middle there?
2: A oh, trom- bit of trombone as well. Wow. Yeah, playing um, played in the Monty High production of The Pajama Game. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. But I Actually, uh, at the first dress rehearsal, I, um, it was so exciting looking at everyone dancing and I actually forgot to play the most of the overture. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit missing in the music. Well, my teacher, John Wartman, who's a fantastic Canadian trombone player with a beautiful tone, elbowed me at some point and sort of said, are you going to play at some point? <laughs> so yeah, there was something missing.
1: Now, in addition to your graduation, I read that you were recipient of two awards while you were studying the Gwen
2: Nesbitt Scholarship and the Mensa Award. What were they? What did they uh, recognise? I think they just recognised, you know, good results in the year, you know, for going really well in the year and, you know, doing getting great results from all my classes. I was pretty lucky. I was in a fantastically small year with a wonderful cohort of fellow musicians who were very supportive and a great faculty and I was taught by a lot of great teachers. A lot of rhythm section players were, were teachers at the, at the VCA in those days, you know, piano players, drummers, guitarists, and that was really because that was my sort of uh, mentality was as a rhythm section player who played in a section who wanted to interact with other players and communicate in, in musical terms. So those sort of teachers really encouraged that, and that was it's t- totally my my bag as a player. Yeah, I just got gr- great awards for my marks, and I put bought a beautiful piano with, with my first award, which was really cool. My dad helped me pick a really so nice... So it was
1: much more than just a certificate on the wall no, it had some that's practical right. benefit. Yeah,
2: I got, I got enough money to buy one of those really small frame... Yamaha uprights, which is still I still have it. It's a, it's a very fond, fond uh, instrument of oh, mine. Oh, would be. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the yeah, it was nice to nice to win some awards and the the most important thing for all music young music students is to be encouraged and it certainly encouraged me and that's what i've tried to pass on to everyone i to just encourage people you know and it's so important Yeah, it's, it's so undervalued and yet i
0: was a couple of years behind ben at the vca but it was the most amazing environment people like jeff Kluke, you yeah. know mike doyle yeah. um these people they were just so inspiring and they right. were so so nurturing and um giving you the real insight information about this sort of playing and it was, yeah, so it was true, such it? an exciting place to be in those days and that would give you that
1: confidence to just go and try things that mm. otherwise well, you thing. might it have s- sat back and thought yeah. "Well, i don't know i want to try this it might not go right they were right. really
0: encouraging you to find out who you were and to make that evident in the music and that was the most inspiring thing and you know i've done original music all the way since then because that's how i feel about it i think we've got to make our own stuff and we've got something to say so let's Say it, and that came out of that experience at the VCA with Tony Gould and Brian Brown, and you know it was just it was exceptionally stimulating. You were a couple of years behind Ben.
1: When did you catch each other's attention, and when did you think that it was time for the Tim Stevens trio with Ben on double um, bass?
0: (laughs) Ben could tell the story. He started a band in 1993 called Songhouse and invited me to join that. I was only just out of college, so I hadn't really got my playing together. Ben heard something. We've got very, very similar harmonic ideas, Ben and I. We think about a lot of the same sorts of shapes harmonically, so we've always got along really, really well. And he heard something in me that he thought could contribute to his band. So we played in that band together for a few years in the early 90s, early mid-90s. And that was a really good experience.
2: Didn't we even name a chord voicing? I think I called it <laughs> the, the C minor Stevens Robo chord oh, voicing. Right. I think I just yeah, should write my charts. It yeah. does ring a bell, yeah. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs>
1: I hear there's a story about driving to Adelaide whilst dr- sharing the driving oh, yeah, and no, did bebop that. lines. We had a...
0: What's the association over there? <laughs> yeah, the Adelaide. It's like the, the Melbourne Jazz Club like in Adelaide. Adelaide, yeah. Okay. And they gave us a, a gig and we drove over there in
2: Ben's car, which was... which is my great old... Uh, XYV8 Fairmont, which I do, had to convert to gas, which yeah, had a trailer yeah. with yeah. a drum kit. Mm. Oh.
0: Yep. And the other two boys were asleep in the back. Ben and I shared the driving and we sang bebop lines as we went to sort of stay alert. <laughs> <laughs> were you uh, exchanging bebop lines? Yeah, yeah, trading and, you know. Probably. Yeah. Singing together. And that's, yeah. It was... So you're actually working? Oh, pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, we never take holidays in this, <laughs> this game. Ben, what's your recollection
1: about the early Tim Stevens?
2: Well, I, I remember Tim. Actually, it was Jeff Hughes who put into better words than who's another great musician colleague of ours who was saying that I was talking to him about Tim's to Jeff about Tim's approach to harmony, and Jeff said, "Oh, but it's really Tim's. It's also Tim's background in playing sort of some church music that gives him that ability to use inverted harmony and you know voice all that voice leading stuff that sort of comes from Bach and some of that early music it, four part w- harmony in the hymn book. That's yeah, all about, that yeah. sort of thing and. See, I was kind of nuts and bolts player in that harmonic sense, as I said, as a kid, and also as a bass player, which we were all sort of hanging around the roots. And so Tim's Tim's whole thing was all about that thing about finding moving harmony that moves through things, getting away from the root notes. And that was a big thing for me because, I don't know, so much of the architecture of the bass is based on, you know, working upwards from the root. So you've got to kind of liberate yourself from that in some way. And so a lot of the stuff about... The thing about Tim's approach to harmony altogether is all about that. It's about the way you move through the harmony and the way the chords speak to each other. And so, that was the is the really striking thing. You know, that level of musicality with that level of invention about Tim's playing.
1: I think we should hear some of your music. A piece I've got is called Steps on the Road to Smooth. Yes. Stops. Is Stop. it stops? Stop. Stop I've written steps. No, no, stops. That's my typo. <laughs> Let me say that again. The piece we've got to listen to is called Step Stops. <laughs> Should I try it a third time and get it wrong? <laughs> Stops on the road to smooth
0: What's uh, to smooth. What was this road? Was there a road and was oh, there no, a there was way a to get to smooth? It was a, a, oh, it's a funny story which I'm reluctant to tell on air but <laughs> it was a colleague of my wife's who was a very, very smooth character but there had been a time earlier in his life when he had not been quite so smooth and something in the medical world had surprised him and the story went around and we realised that he was, he'd was he taken his time to get to the smooth level that he was at when we knew him. This was in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Right, so you've written this in his honour. Oh, pretty much, yes. Oh,
1: fantastic. Well, let's have a listen to this. <laughs> From your debut album 20 years ago, the album was called Nine Open Questions, and this is perhaps an answer to a question. Stops on the road to smooth. My Good guests day. on Bent Notes are Melbourne pianist and composer Tim Stevens and bass player Ben Robertson. You're listening to Joy, 94.9.
0: You are listening to a podcast from Bent Notes.
1: Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. You are listening to Bent Notes on Joy eighty four point nine, where my guests on Bent Notes are Melbourne pianist and composer Tim Stevens and bass player Ben Robertson. Tim... 20 years since your trio launched Mm -hmm. and from your recent blog post there are also a few other things happening
0: 20 years ago that needed to be celebrated this year. Well it was a pretty big time because Sally and I, my wife and I had lived in Sydney for a couple of years or I had another trio and we moved back home when her specialist studies finished and then we got married, and uh, then we had our first child, so that's all 20 years old now too. And um, Lots of yeah, celebrations. The trio, was, the trio was mixed in there as well. <laughs> we used to rehearse at home in Hawthorne. We only had one child at that stage. And, yeah. Uh, we practised upstairs on my rotten little rented piano. <laughs> <laughs> in a tiny little room, that's how we brought our sound together. <laughs> but it must have worked. Well, I think, I think it did work, yeah. We had, I mean the thing about the trio now is it's very very difficult to get dave to play because he's always in the theater doing these shows but he didn't do so much of that in those days so we had regular rehearsals we had monday night i'd cook dinner and then we go upstairs and play and that's how we Brought all the repertoire together.
1: Oh, that's a great and, way
0: to do it. It really was.
2: Yes. I thought it was a, yeah,
0: you know.
1: It means you don't have to pay the musos for um for the <laughs> rehearsal. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> you can always, feed, always get musicians yeah, yeah, you can, You're
1: <laughs> going to feed them,
0: yeah. yeah. But the I mean, the, the, yeah. the thing is, you know, we were, f- we were developing a friendship as well at that time. Yeah. Like, I'd known Ben for many years, but I hadn't yeah. known Dave quite so well, but we were becoming friends over this music, and it's, that's been a really important part of what the band's about for me is our friendship and the things we have in common.
1: I assume that if you have friendships with the fellow members of the the ensemble that it must be a better ensemble.
0: Yes yeah. absolutely totally yeah. and I don't like playing with people that I don't like I don't like if I've got difference of musical opinion or if I just you know I'm not fond of them I don't. I don't feel the same authenticity as I, you know, playing with people I love is perfect for me and I'm very fortunate that I get to do that.
2: <laughs> but also the music can also friendship can be forged through the music. Mm. You ah. know, that's the other thing because if you're sort of if you fit together musically, that creates a friendship as well through yeah, it through does. the music, yeah, you it know. Does. The way that the notes sort of um a prime component of i say conversation is listening to each other and mm. that's a prime component of music too is listening and you know understanding yeah, like all that time I've spent trying to work out the harmony on Tim's tunes, <laughs> I've got to be inside Tim's head some of the time. <laughs> but that was the thing also
0: because we made that first album that you just played the track from, which was all original tunes of mine. And next I thought, okay, we've done that, let's do a free album. So we made Three Friends in Winter, which was almost entirely freely collectively improvised. I could rely on Ben and Dave in that scenario because I knew so much more about them since we have done the work to make that first album so playing free was the next step and yeah. that's remained part of our our work is we, play, we mix free music in with the written stuff when we play gigs now
2: mm.
1: Your first album that you've just mentioned was called Nine Open Questions Did you ever get the answers to
0: those questions? Oh, I don't think so No They're no. going to stay open forever
2: well, you know, because I, I was I was interested in your you mentioning that because I thought that's flaking a great great topic which we could talk about for hours. <laughs> but you know, improvising is is a question. That's that's what it is. It's saying what do you got? That's you know?
1: in, yeah, that's an interesting perspective on it. Yes, yeah, are you re- referencing your? Improvising something as a question to your fellow musos, or is it just a question that you're raising yourself as you're improvising?
2: Well, I, I would speak from it firstly. It's like, how am I going to get through this set of changes when I play Tim's stuff? <laughs> that, that's one question, which, but there's all just the question of, you know, of course it's about each other and it's about a collective sound, like Tim's saying, but but those questions are really important because they, the questions are great, as a great beginning of something. And the thing is, we keep playing those pieces
0: and they're different now from how they were on the album. So, They're staying open, as far as I'm concerned.
2: They're
1: not
0: locked in to a black and white
1: picture whatsoever. No,
0: not at all. Because that's improvisation. Well, it has to be. And if they're going to bother playing them again, it's going to have to be a bit different. And, you know, what's on the album is enshrined, or whatever you want to say. But those pieces are, are things that we still work with and still play
1: with. And the creativity, of course, is in the music because the albums themselves are very... Plain presentation, clean and concise. The words, a mm. line, mm. that's it. And the creativity is then in the music itself. That's nice. where it's supposed to be. Yes. Who was the little man in his nightshirt, and what was that question about?
0: Oh, that was my son Oliver. When he was very small, he had this red sort of onesie thing that he'd run around in, and it was incredibly cute. I can see it even <laughs> now. He's twenty years old now, but yep. I can I can recollect this quite strongly. So here's I say. he was the first. Kid that Sally and I had, and he was the only one we had at the time we made this album. So that's who he was. And I mean, that's not. I mean, the, the question about that, I don't know. It's um, just a little portrait of him, really. <laughs> Written. Following the title or the title came in after the piece no, was there? I think there. probably the title came in after the piece. I tend to write pieces and I think, oh, what am I going to call them? And because the title can't really tell you anything about the music anyway, you can call it anything you want. Anything at all. That's another fun thing for me. I've always enjoyed making titles for pieces. and
2: Some people don't. Some people find it hard, but you've... you've you know, I, I enjoy it. I like,
0: words. I like sort of thinking up different ways to say things and, you know... Mm. Uh, that's the thing that it feels to me
1: You are celebrating 20 years of the trio With the trio uh, Yourself, Ben and Dave At the Jazz Lab on Sunday night, August 13 As part of the Melbourne Jazz Cooperative Series Will you be asking more questions? Oh, always
0: It's always wide open for us Well, yeah The first one is
2: <laughs> for me is going to be a, you know, What tunes are we going to play? <laughs> and, and how am I going to I've got I to go back to you know the basics And all those tunes every time with Tim it's like I've got to kind of get the harmony down, think about it, all that stuff.
0: But this is why it's such a blessing to play with someone like Ben because he does that work. And whenever we rehearse, I just know that he spent time with the charts, thinking about it and making it as good as it can be. So when he improvises on the changes that I've written, it's always superb because he's got a thorough understanding of what it's about. That's <laughs> oh, very nice of you too. Can we expect to hear something from every album that's been produced yeah, by the actually trio? Yeah, I would like to do that. I would. Mm. And I'd nice. also like to do some new things that we haven't played before, too, because I've got bags of tunes thrown on the music stand, so that Ben and Dave are sight reading. Oh no, no, no!
1: We will rehearse. Oh, okay, I hope. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to organize rehearsal. <laughs> got to prepare. <laughs> Another um, mo- couple of Monday nights. Well, possibly, at least one. If like, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. We
0: we need to, we need to. Decide what we're going to play and make yeah. sure it's ready to go. Yeah, but I would like some new things to be in there as well because I'm planning to record this gig just in case there might be a live album.
1: Excellent possibility. That would be very, very nice indeed.
0: Mm. Information about you and your
1: albums, including nine open questions and links to their appearance on Bandcamp, are all on your website, timstevens.com.au, which is where your blogs are located as well. That's right. A very interesting blog there about the 20 year celebration and Thank lots of you. other ones too. For more information about your 20th anniversary celebration presented by the MJC, we can check out August 13 at jazzlab.club. Tim and Ben, thank you so much for visiting Bent Notes tonight here in the studio to chat about your music, the 20th anniversary and a few other things in there as well. Mm-hmm. It's been marvellous to hear from both of you and lovely to have you back in studio, Tim, and lovely to meet you here in Thanks, the studio David. tonight, Ben. My best wishes to both of you for a fantastic 20-year celebration on August 13th, whatever you end up playing. Yes, well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) To finish our chat tonight, another piece from the album. Is there a story behind
0: Three's a Corum? Well, this was the thing. I thought this piece would go first on the album. That was my plan. It was like a little manifesto saying, here we are, we're a trio, this is all we need. But then we recorded Must Be and Mal Stanley, who was the engineer, said, oh, that's a killer opening track. (laughs) So I had to rethink everything and I put that first. But Three's a Quorum was just like a way of saying, because this, the other thing about this piece is it was written for a band without piano. So it's just a melody line and a bass line. They didn't use the piece in the end, so I did. But that was the trick of this, was there were just the three, like drums and then a bass line and a and a melody line. Though. Oh wow. So that's just saying it this is just basics, you know, the three people, here we are, we're gonna do our thing. Well,
1: I look forward to hearing it right now and you never know, maybe on the twentieth as well. Maybe. On the thirteenth, I should say. The 20th. At the twentieth celebration. <laughs> no, <it's> the, 20th. <laughs> <laughs> the Tim Stevens trio with three Zacorum. My guests on Bent Notes have been Melbourne pianist and composer Tim Stevens and bass player Ben Robertson. You're listening to Joy, ninety four point nine.
0: You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on JOY 94.9. Thanks for listening to another JOY podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY. Help us keep JOY on air. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community.